Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Namaha, my tofel, telofalava. Welcome to Caucus. Uh, I'm Tim Watkin. I'm Lisa Owen. Kia I'm Scott Campbell. I'm Guy and Espinner. That's time running out on the campaign. See sound effects. Um, two days, seven hours and a bunch of minutes until the polls close. You remember the House rose back on the 6th of August. That was 70 long days ago. We've had a false start, an extra lockdown for COVID. Uh, we've got one more debate to go, one more big poll tonight. Um, but we're into the final hours. It's a bit after 11am on Thursday morning and this is caucus. We're going to look back over the campaign, do some quick fires. But first, this week on the trail, um, let's start with wealth tax. Um, it's <laughs> the most interesting part in many ways is that it's started the negotiation discussions and the coalition stuff. But let's run through this. Judith Collins got the ball rolling on Sunday, which is the day she called Stop the Wealth Tax Day. Hi everybody, so it's Stop the tax, uh, Wealth Tax Day today. Why are you continuing to campaign against the wealth tax when on Friday Jacinda Ardern specifically ruled out even negotiating with the Greens about it? Actually, because I know that that's what she wants to do. So she is very keen on it. We've seen her James Shaw come out again uh, the other day saying that he wanted to do it. And the other thing is, is that as we saw, when the Greens put a bit of, pr- bit of pressure on them, of course they'll give in. Think about the Green School, $11.7 million. It had the desired effect at first. Um, Labour said, no. Green said, yes. Um, here's what the Greens said. We, we're going to put it up for discussion yeah. alongside our plans um, to transition farming to a more sustainable future, alongside our plans uh, to clean up our oceans and to protect our, our marine wildlife, alongside the plans to make sure that everyone's got a home but to live on. Like. Well, let's have an election and then let's sit around the negotiating table and see what happens. Chloe Warbuck said some things. Oh, yeah. Warbuck said some things uh, about uh, how the Greens were thinking about walking away from uh, Labour over their hardline stance. Um, but then yesterday, the leaders poured some cold water on that, and Ardern doubled down with this comment. Will you resign as Prime Minister before you implement the wealth tax? <laughs> Again, I've made my position and Labour's position absolutely clear. We've ruled it out. This is not up for so discussion. So you resign rather than put in a wealth tax? It, we, we, it's not in play. So there's no, there's no need for the hypothetical. It, it won't that's, happen. That's, that's something that has been put in place before over raising the super age. So would you resign before you put in a wealth tax? I, I won't allow it to happen as Prime Minister. And there's a the bottom line. And then the Greens reacted to this last clip, guys, and we can talk about it. Um, this is how the Greens reacted to Ardern's comments uh, late yesterday. Um, the Prime Minister today actually went as far as to say that as long as she's Prime Minister, there will be no wealth tax, similar to what she did with the capital gains tax. What's your reaction to that? Let's have an election. and yeah. Let's have a negotiation. But that's still pretty strong from her, right, to say that this is never going to be happening under her tenure. Today you endorse her as Prime Minister um, again. Isn't yeah. this essentially... Um, um, look, this is, you've got to understand... We've got to have an election. Mm. 
We know what we are going to be proposing mm -hmm. in those negotiations. We'll see how those negotiations go. This is not the only thing that we're running on. This is how we pay for the things that we are running on. So it's actually sitting down and saying across those six priority areas, how much progress can we make? And how are we going to pay for them? Because of the economic downturn, we do have these long-term challenges. It is simply not credible mm. to go into this particular election campaign without some kind of revenue plan that addresses that. And we are the only party that does. So that's kind of the short version. What do you guys make of how this all brought out this week? It was great body language there. I mean, you could see some really tight-drawn mouths when they were saying, you know, um, we need to put this on the table and talk about it. The really interesting thing there was um, this is how we pay for things. Yes. That's what James Shaw said. Because he's got a wish list, right? And they're calling them their six priorities, not bottom lines. And if he doesn't get his, what seems to be, not his words, mine, what seems to be his top priority, being a wealth tax, he's going to have to drop down the list for some of these other things that he's shopping for. And some of them are expensive. You know, they'd like to raise um, uh, welfare, give everyone a, a universal income in essence. And he kind of needs this in some form to pay for those policies. Or you're going to be asking what actually is he going to get out of any arrangement with the government. But Jacinda Ardern, it's circa 2017 in capital gains tax, yeah. isn't it? Where you start to beat them with a stick and then the, then the, the leader is forced to actually draw an absolute line on it. And if she were to back down on that, I would argue that she wouldn't get in for a third term. Well, it's Jacinda Ardern and last week's of campaigns and taxes. It, it's, yeah, it's, we're back into that territory. I, I agree with James Saw, though, in the sense that they do, we, we need a plan to figure out how to pay for this stuff, and I do agree with him on that line. What I think is really interesting is that you've got a difference here between Jacinda Ardern at least almost engaging in some type of conversation about life after the election, mm. as opposed to what she's sort of saying in regards to New Zealand First, which is, well, the voters will make up the mind of whether or not they come back. So I, I actually see that she's giving the Greens a bit of a lifeline here, which is to say to some of their voters, we'll have this discussion, but we'll have the discussion after the election. So for me, it, it actually it, it sends a, a signal to some of those Green voters to get out there, put your people at the table. With I think them. it's really interesting, because on one hand, I kind of think that, that Ardern's position it was in kind of very first past the post and quite arrogant to just to say, you know, you're about to head into negotiations and say, well, I'm not going to negotiate. It's, 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 it's a pretty hard line stance to take. On the other hand, it is very transparent. But she, it, she's it, not it, saying, actually telling us what she's the government is going to look like. There. No. She's just saying we're not going to negotiate. No. So I and think that, that's she tell us something. Yeah. And, and she was forced to do. If you go back, um, and you can easily check this out, to, to Lisa's interview with Grant Robertson on the day they introduced their top tax yes. rate, and he was asked for about five minutes um, whether <laughs> the wealth tax for the Greens would be on the table, and he, he wouldn't rule it out. So to, to be fair to Collins, um, Judith Collins, it wasn't a bad attack line from National. Uh, to the extent to say that look, this could be on the agenda in the coalition negotiations. So lobbing that in there was, I think, was a was a was a fair strategy. Ardern's ruled it out, but you do kind of have the right to do that, I think, as the major party on something as major as economic and tax policy. Now we know under NMP there is a power of veto. It's not commonly known and not used yeah. that often. There's something called a financial veto where if a member's yeah, bill was put up in Parliament, for example, saying that you know there should be a, a, a tax break of X, that the finance minister can yes. exercise and a financial, a financial yeah. veto. Now, this is a little bit different because it would be a cabinet decision um, on, on a tax, but, 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 but the point is roughly the same. You can't expect a majority party, which is, what, ten times bigger, probably, than 
and its coalition partner to adopt something of that nature so that is so contrary to what they've told the public. Now, it's different if I go in asking for... I don't know, synthetic racetracks or green schools or whatever my particular policy thing was. But I never thought that Labour would be would have a bar of, of, of the wealth tax because it's a major, massive economic plank, totally contra- contrary to what they've promised. So it doesn't surprise me. It, Judith Collins can take it as a win. It's a bit of an own goal because well, voters now so go in there it, yeah. having, having it, ha- had it ruled out. Uh, well, the discussion. Does it, does yeah. it help or hinder? Because it, in, in the end, she's she's got this kind of concession, if you like, but now people know for sure there will be no wealth tax, so she's lost that well, funnily enough, they, do, do they? they? No? Do they know for sure and that she's there's going to be no wealth tax? Because she's sowing the doubt. But does that just play to constituents who would support her anyway? Yeah. Do people who are still considering their options buy into that? Because in essence, isn't she basically calling Jacinda Ardern a liar? Well, she is, but funnily enough, the strategy that Judith Collins is uh, offering is if you want to stop the wealth tax, yep. vote Labour. It's <laughs> Re- right. really, That's isn't right. it? Because it's the, 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 the major coalition partner saying, ain't going to be a wealth tax, I would resign. Yeah. Um, she's got high trust levels, Jacinda Ardern. And you've got the Greens saying they want a wealth tax. Well, the handbrake on the wealth tax is. The Labour Party. Um, So that's really what Judith Collins has has ended up And you've got the Greens actually getting, you know, a few days now in the election where they've been really strapping for oxygen and getting any attention, have now actually been able to say wealth tax. And then as we saw James Shaw there, you know, listing out, talking about oceans and stuff, and and people on the left might go, oh, actually, okay, that's interesting. And and, and I actually think he comes across to people who are probably that softer national. They are those the business people who are looking for for another option. I actually think he comes across really well to those people. Uh, and he's, he's away from that green school that we've been talking about for a long time now. And he's talking about something different. Um, I actually think, you know, they, Labour, um, if they go in and they govern by themselves, they'll be a conservative, fairly conservative government for the next three years. They'll battle through. They won't do a hell of a lot. If the Greens are sitting there, it gives them the opportunity to be transformational, right? Slap another name on it, whether it's the envy tax like Judith Collins keeps on going on hmm. about, or whether it's the, um, the top tax rate changing... I still think there will be a different tax rate if the Greens are sitting at the table. It might not be the one that we're talking about at the moment. I don't think there can. I don't think there can be. I think that yeah, would be I, I, absolute I, political suicide. I agree. With it's you. like a surcharge on um, super or something like that, where you 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 have ring fenced something. You've given your categorical assurance. And then you go out there and whip the carpet from underneath your um, voters on something so big. I don't totally think agree. Happen. And I think I think the green the greens know it's not going to happen either. No, but of it's course. Negoti- it's still it's negotiating, right? Talking. So yeah, you can talk about it. So I really want that wealth tax. Can I get something else? Exactly. Your kids it's do what it else? with you every time, don't yeah. they? Oh, can I go to the movie? Well, you can't go to the movie. So, but but yeah. oh, you know how really we can have to do this. You can have this And it's not a lot different from that. They know that there's not going to be a wealth tax. They ask you to rule in the popcorn or this. Oh, the, well, my daughter does actually. She's going. Can you categorically rule it out? <laughs> she must have been listening to someone. <laughs> but I think that's a really interesting point, right? This, this is this presumably gives Greens leverage. They go, oh, we really wanted this yeah. wealth tax, yeah. but you're not going to give us that. So now you're going to give us five other things to five make up for Five green that. schools, exactly. Yeah.
and a minimum, lots of a minimum um, a guaranteed income. Solar panels on every state house. I, I, mean, this I is, do you think know. For, for the last week of the election, it gives the Greens a bit of a boost because last week and the week before, a lot of people were talking, and I'll put my hand up, about the Greens not being there. Yeah. Now all of a sudden we're talking yeah, you about were. whether or not they're negotiating a wealth tax. Are you backing down on your earlier uh, position? No, no I'm still, I think they'll scrape. I think, they'll, I think Labour think has I'll get given them an opportunity. Yeah. I'm not going to categorically rule it in or out this week, <laughs> but okay. I think they've given them an opportunity. Just, just on that note, before we move on, I've brought in four envelopes with a piece of paper. Um, uh, oh. put, your, put your percentages on it, seal it and sign it over the back so that we can see it hasn't been opened. And when we get together post-election, we can open them. Ooh. Anyway. Okay. Can I, can I fill this out on Saturday night? No. Sunday morning? <laughs> can Need I, to can fill I, it out today and seal can it. Can I apply to the High Court to have mine submitted? <laughs> <laughs> We'll burn them all if they're too embarrassing. No, no, the interesting thing for me is is, is the pressure. You mentioned the handbrake argument and Labour mm-hmm. having to be its own handbrake. This raises for me, this whole discussion raises for me the expectations that you were talking about, Scotty, on this. If it is Labour and Greens, then you've got the handbrake argument's gone because there's no more New Zealand first, right? The, the, the pressure in this next term, you say they'll be, can be quite conservative. But they, you know, there is there are words on the table about ending poverty, about transformational change, about climate change and nuclear moments. I, I don't get, I still don't see how the rhetoric, how the policy agenda that Labor's pushing for matches that rhetoric. And that's going to be a I problem just, in the next I, term. I isn't think it? the next term, if it's Labor by themselves, it's a COVID, it's still a, a hangover from COVID. Can they do that for three years? Well, why not? Because then they, then they can be transformational in the next one. It was the John Key approach, which is so kicking the, the can down the road. Terms and then maybe give it a crack in the third yeah, one. Interesting. Um, one, one thing I did find interesting about those clips was that Judith Collins didn't have any MPs behind her, or well, not that I knew of any of them, but you had. James Shaw, Marama Davison, and then you had the Prime Minister with another, uh, a few MPs around here. I've noticed you've, you've seen, with the national ones, I've seen a lot of Nicola Willis, Chris Bishop, um, and Paul Goldsmith. Beyond that, they, a lot of national MPs, and some of the ones I've spoken to, are staying in their electorates and keeping their heads down. Yeah, the, cor- the caucus seems to be, or some of it, seems to be ab- abandoning her. Um, I, d- I don't know if you wanted to talk now about the, the obesity, the obesity. Yeah. from, from Judith Collins. Um, have you got a clip there? We have we got a clip. Let's yeah. roll the first okay. one. This is Judith Collins talking about... She had mentioned the obesity first on a, on a radio show and then the, the, pack, uh, the media pack travelling with her asked her about that. Do you think it's an epidemic? No, it's not catching. And some have called your comments heartless. Your response? Mm, yes. Do you know what is heartless? Is actually thinking that someone else can cure these issues. We can all take personal responsibility and we all have to own up to our little weaknesses on these matters. Thank you. Do you think obesity is a weakness? Yes, generally. It's it's the one that many of us do. We actually entirely have to take personal responsibility. Do not blame systems for personal choices. Great follow-up question there. If someone hearing who say that you're weakness and picking up on that, what do you make of it? I thought it was a, a, an extraordinarily disappointing thing to say, yeah. and that's at my most charitable. I, I, I just, I just think that anyone who's even put themselves in the shoes of someone who can't afford to buy good food would find that devastating. Actually, you know, the, the pressures that are on families to to feed their kids and 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 to work hard, and the the marketing pressure and the price points of junk food just have been feeding this um, obesity epidemic, which is one of the biggest health crises we face in New Zealand. You've got 
quarter of a million people with type 2 diabetes in this country. And to say that it's just a weakness, I think, is devastating. From a public health perspective, I think it was mean-spirited, and I think it was politically bloody stupid, frankly, because there are a lot of centre-right voters who will be struggling with these issues themselves. And for, for her to say that and call it a weakness... I'm struggling to find um, an example of a leader in recent times who has said something that, in my view, is so misguided. Yeah. So, and, and, and well, it's interesting to, to hear those arguments because an unlikely person made comments um, similar to that um, on the campaign trail in response. No, it's not a weakness. When you are doing, doing two or three jobs and you've got no time to cook and you're flat out, then, you know, take away food and cheap food at that, and given the uh, income structure of so many people... That's the, uh, the opportunity of first resort when it comes to food. It's understandable. And rather than condemn him, I'd like to see we change our lifestyle and change the way we address this matter. Well, again, Winston and I are in complete agreement. That is exactly, exactly what my takeaway was from that. Um, but it was a total, total misstep from from Judith Collins, and totally diverted the focus of the campaign in in the final days. Why and does when, it matter so much? Because it's not policy. It's not. It's just a flippant comment, isn't it? It matters because it shows your personal character, yeah. and people will assess her on that level. It's kind of well, it's a mean, it's a mean-spirited comment. Does people, that make you a mean person? Limbs, let, let's be serious Amputated. about this. Yeah. People are getting their limbs cut off in hospital today at huge rates with, with this epidemic. It's one of the most serious crisis, uh, yeah. crises facing the New Zealand health system. And if, you're, if your belief is, oh, well, look, anyone can just um, be slim, you just need to have... Disciplines and discipline. choices. Yep. I get where she was going with the personal responsibility centre-right thing, and, and I don't have a problem with that in many, in many areas, but it's just a massive oversimplification well, yeah. of a complex issue. And, and, why, and why pick that as an issue? Because it's a personal... Yes, it's pers- she's going on about personal responsibility, but it's a personal attack. And you've got people who are walking into the voting booth yeah. and what, something like 8% of people are undecided before they walk into the booth and they tick on the day, right? Imagine those people were walking in thinking, she just talked about me. So now... And, and, meanly. She meanly. talked about you meanly. Mm. And also, she has been making a pitch for the Pacifica vote um, and Pacifica peoples are overrepresented in these statistics. So on the one hand, you're saying, come to mama. Mm. And on the other hand, you are, you are saying... Come sim- to Jesus. You, you, yeah, well, <laughs> you're saying simply mean things about it. Yeah. And another extraordinary moment for me was turning on the radio news the other day and hearing Jerry Brownlee having to take one for the team on the back of this um, discussion, obviously, uh, he was asked a very direct question on radio as to, well, who's responsible, in essence, for you being fat, Jerry? Mm. What can you do? You know, he was a good foot soldier for his leader, fell right into line and said, I'm responsible for it. But to be put in that situation... Wow, it's just kind of cruel, isn't and that, it? And that last 10% or so of people who are still making up their mind, to be honest, they don't understand the wealth tax. They're not actually really making a decision based on that. They're making a decision on um, COVID, right? They're making a decision on who's going to keep my job safe and whether me or Nana are going to get sick. 
And now they might be making a decision about whether someone thinks I'm fat or not. Yeah. And the two, that, the two, level, the two things basic. are massively linked as well because obesity is a massive problem for COVID death. It, it puts you yeah. at far greater risk of COVID death. So right. does diabetes. Yes, yes, it does. So these things are all linked. And so I think it's a lot more serious um, than just some flippant comment yeah, about um, personal responsibility. Um, but it was interesting to me, you mentioned Jerry Brownlee there, that Mark Mitchell was on radio. Yes. And he was asked about these comments and he said, look, it's a lot more complex than that. He he said something close to what um, me and Winston said, yes. <laughs> which is that it's a lot more complex than this, and it looks at the at the price of food, and it looks at a whole lot of other issues. So her own MPs aren't even with with her on that. So let's talk that about was... that because you know, um, shot across the bow, potential leadership. You know, Mark Mitchell's position himself; he's run before, he'll run again. Um, do we think that that? You know, we're talking about a, 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 a scenario in which National does not win um, at the weekend. How safe is Judith Collins? Does she last a week, a year? What? Oh, I think she's in real trouble, actually. I, 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 I think, um, you know, a, a significant loss on the night, certainly anything under 30, but even in the early 30s. I Look, she might hang on whilst, whilst someone, the knives are sharpened or, or, or someone or Chris Luxon finds out where the um, Bill's office and, and the toilets and Bellamy's are in Parliament and gets his act together, um, maybe. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't see her having done fought this campaign in the way she has, which isn't all, she hasn't been all bad in my view. I thought she, and we can talk about that a bit later when yeah. we look at highs and lows. I think she had a good first half of the campaign. Maybe I think the way that she she's fought it now, and the feeling you you get, and when you see these MPs distancing themselves from her, I I don't think she's in for the long haul as no. a leader. You'd hold her there at max till summer break, right, and then just let people go have their barbecues, get their caucus numbers together. Um, after the, the election, old summer, Stardust, summer Stardust will still be around. Let's say it's the Labour mm. win on Saturday night. It's the, the, the Prime Minister will carry on. There'll be a bit of Stardust there. And then if we have your, your uh, friend, Mr Peters, who's not there, then there'll be a bit, there'll be huge coverage around mm. what that means for the end of that political yeah, career. Yeah, I, I think so. it, it, if it was a 36, 37, 38, 39, save the furniture and had, had done well, she would mm. have earned another year or so. But Which a couple of like, weeks ago seemed we, we, more we, possible, I, I, possible, I, I was entertaining that possibility yeah. a, few, a, few, a few weeks back. Um, mm. it, I think that a couple of things, um, because there's so many early votes, uh, in this particular election race, that some people who might have been put off by her actions this week have already, already. they've already committed. <laughs> so that's a plus for her. Um, on the subject of whether she will last if she's sub thirty five percent, bearing in mind that's her own her benchmark own yep. for failure, yep. um, and she in her own book has said that uh, national MPs do not tolerate losers. Um, but, How doggy is that your version of that book? Please? Yeah, but I just think, you know what I think about is that they're running out of cannon fodder. So, you know, yeah. uh, they're running out of people to, to to push to the front line. As we're walking down the stairs and I spilt my water, I said to Guyan, you know, who else then? Who, yeah, I mean, what well, is the thing? well here not, goes. Chris, Christopher Luxon is what guy on yeah, his race. Maybe. But hang on, just remember, John Key was, he'd, he'd done a term, he was in his second term before exactly. they rolled him to the front of the pack, yeah. right? So they probably thinking that Christopher and if he is the heir in waiting, needs to get a few miles on the clock. So Dawn Brash had only had a year. Yeah, so, look oh, what oh, happened to him. He, yeah, I'll tell you what nearly happened to him. He, he came within a percentage yes, point. Yes, he did. He did. So do you... So um, I, 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 I take your point about Luxon, but, but Brash came in in 02 and was leader by the end of 03. But Bill English, in that same 
circumstance that you're talking about there, Bill English held on for what, nine, ten months yep. after the most catastrophic loss in Nationals history. So they might not be so quick to get out the broom because then they've got to waste someone else before they get to the actual person who will be the leader, potentially. And I think, obviously, Bill English had a lot of respect from his colleagues and a lot of mana. Does she have the same? Yeah, it was different, yeah. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was it different. Fe it feels, um, and, and I can understand why they chose her, and you can understand, you know, when she's on her game, she's good, because she is polarising. She's volatile. She's one of those game-changer politicians, isn't she? When she walks in, she's on stage, she's like, oh, what's going to happen now? And, and when it goes well for her, that's that's impressive in a way that Bill English is he's, he's, he's more moderate wasn't he he's not as volatile yeah. um, so I just think that we, when the dust is all settled on this there's going to be a lot of um, yeah. grumpiness have, and a lot, there's a lot of bruises eh? there'll, there'll be a lot of bruises but there will also well, theoretically I think she's given them at least a chance to get back into the 30s uh, and have a shot and there should be some of those MPs in the National Party when they get back to Parliament who turn around and actually say thank you. Yeah, because I agree. They, they were steering down no, the barrel. They, 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 <laughs> they won't, but they should do, because yeah. they were steering down the barrel of With going yeah. to build... If she, if she stays Todd anywhere Mueller, in the threes, I, I, I agree. I think there's a certain amount of thank I, you. I, just, I, I agree with that, but I just don't think that they will thank you. No. Um, you talked about Winston getting back in or not. Do we? How we to see Winston and New Zealand first in this campaign? I've got to say, they really haven't. Winston has not looked like Winston. I don't think he's played a good hand at all, and no. he's and he's what he's he went negative against his own government. Yep, that's. Uh, I think that he I, had the option he could have hugged the people exactly. he was with, which is what um, the Greens did. Which they is were what like, the strategy the Greens stay in the glow, did. stay in the stay in yep. the lamplight of our just into plus one. As yeah, you like exactly. To say and James Shaw also likes to say just into plus one, and and he went negative really quickly. He's tried to kind of pull back from that, I reckon, in the last sort of seven to ten days. Too little, too late. Um, too little, too late. But why didn't he sort of concentrate on what was it? 190 pieces of legislation on their watch, um, COVID, without the massive death toll that potentially had been forecast. Why didn't he? concentrate on those kinds of things. And, and he chose her. He could have said, yeah, I gave her. you Jacinda Ardern. Yeah. Stick with me. So, and then the other thing about the way this is playing out, and we had a brief discussion about it the other day, and I went away and looked it up. 2008. It doesn't he, sound like you, Lisa. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> 2008, when he utterly hit the skids, obviously, right. you were raising the question. You were saying, I can't remember whether National, before the election, categorically ruled him out as a, yes, as a partner. Yeah, John and John Key yeah. came yes, out and absolutely yeah. ruled him out. And that was after Helen Clark had relieved him, I think is the term we'll use, a guy on relieved yes. him of his um, portfolios while there was a, another donation investigation going on. Mm -hmm. At that point, John Key comes out, categorically rules him out. So we've got some similarities oh, yeah. rolling Absolutely. into this election. I mean, you know, he's been strategically incredible over the years, and yeah. I think you'd struggle to find a politician in the world, in the democratic world, who has the raw political skill that Winston Peters has showed uh, to be part of, what is it? Four different governments, yeah, right? um, extraordinary, and still pos positioning himself as as the outsider and but, genuine but, power uh, to the you know on the right hand of of as you say a whole yeah. list of prime ministers. But, but what he's not been able to do, and I've described it as a sort of Houdini um, manoeuvre, is to get himself from being within a government to then campaigning to actually get back into Parliament, and it's a very, very difficult equation because he's been part of a government. He's an oppositional figure. He's an outsider. Yeah. He's a maverick. He wants, you know, look at him. If, 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 if he does something wrong, he'll sue you for it.
even though he did something wrong. I mean, that, that's the way he Can't goes. He, 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 his instinct is to fight, and it's, it's served him extraordinarily well in almost every facet of his political career, except that manoeuvre of being in a government and then being oppositional during a campaign. It's like the life cycle of a butterfly. He somehow has to get from being the caterpillar to the butterfly back to being the yeah. caterpillar, or whatever the analogy it's, it's, is. I, it's, it's, like, it's, it's an almost impossible manoeuvre, and, and, and he chose to go oppositional again. Yeah. And because I guess they probably said, I can imagine the, the strategy meeting saying, well, we've got to let Winston be Winston. And it's what you're saying. That's Winston. Yeah, but he He's didn't learn any new tricks. I know no. you're going no. to get to the highs and lows and the biggest disappointments yep. and all the rest of it. But he didn't adapt. You heard the same old phrases and um, the same techniques and strategies from... 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, which, and, and in an election... Lee Kuan Yew and the Maori Battalion, baby. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And, and every an time. Election, election that had taken away a lot of that ground from him. Yes, yeah. so no, the because the borders debate, are closed. Oh, yeah. yeah, All of those things. Interesting, I, I heard him, um, I think, this morning on radio when he actually was asked about what he does afterwards and will he regret. Oh. And he, he talked, to, he actually he opened up and he said, I yeah. have no regrets. This is the very first time I've ever heard him go um, away from I'll be there right. after the weekend. So oh. I just think with, with he, the oppositional thing was the wrong strategy. He should have jumped on the back of the stardust and rode along. He can't, though. Well, he pathologically can't do it. That's, but no, you, that's, you think that's it's not, he can't do it? It's not no, that's I just don't, think, right? I just don't think he personally can do it. And, and, of course, this is just my opinion. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't walk in his shoes. You but say for, the same lines, though. Okay? Yeah, yeah. We, we, there is a, some commonality. <laughs> same person. Um, I, just, <laughs> I just don't think that he actually could bring himself to, he couldn't to, bring to do himself, that. I mean, the he, wrong strategy, he's an oppositional right? guy. Mm. He always has been. And it's worked. You know, he can look back and go, yep, and it's worked, and this is why it's worked. But. Yeah, it's COVID and it's it's Jacinda Ardern and it's a popularity thing and it's a different. Do you know the only time, thing right? thinking back strategically, and I have thought a little bit about this, is he could have done like a you know a two and a half year coalition agreement or even a two year one. Yeah. yeah you know, you, you need a parachute, and he. He's well, it's normal parachutes right. getting sacked, so, guy on. Yeah, that's right. No, no, it actually is, and you saw. And well, you I say saw, that was serious. Yeah, no, that's yeah. right. And 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 you engineer a crisis, or it was well into the point about COVID ninety eight. So you you you, mm. you without find COVID he may well have found one, right? I mean, I generally believe that without without COVID, without the pandemic, he may well have been looking for that crisis, but he couldn't in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, that's 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 true. But you could actually even write it in, on in hindsight, couldn't you? And you could say, we, we are going to do a, a coalition agreement that lasts for X amount of time. We we, we, we guarantee confidence and supply beyond yep. that, so there's no uh, constitutional instability, yep. but we exit as ministers on a given date, and that allows you then to... Looks pretty cynical that isn't it um manipulative well, well you could draw a program you could what's wrong with being cynical and manipulative in an election campaign <laughs> you're you sounding like winston <laughs> don't play the philadelphia lawyer with me oh, damn it, how I many just, times have i heard that i've got a strategy in my boot i need to go and get um poll tonight debate tonight do we care i mean the poll i got it if the Greens are close, then it could actually, you know, it could, matter for the, it could matter for the Greens. Yeah, I care about the poll because of what's been going on in the last week. I'm really curious to see if it's moved the dial in any way, yeah. shape or form. Yeah. I think given the vast number of advance mm. votes yeah. that um, there's been a m mistake made in the timing of this. At the very latest, I would have thought you'd go with the last leaders debate on, on a on the Tuesday or yeah. um, the Thursday of the week. Prior. Yeah, I mean, the thing to watch too in the polls, I mean, you know, you could, might see New Zealand first at three and a half, four and go, oh my God, they're close to making it. But if the polls have been right and they've only got two and a half percent 
of 1.4 million votes, mm. right? Now, I'm not going to do, try and do the maths in my head now, but you might need something like 7.5% of mm. that remaining yeah. Right. So, so, so that's the other thing. It's hard for the dial that much. Yeah, yeah. You've got you. Yeah. I'll be interested in seeing the Greens number tonight. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, and 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 because I think of anybody, it'll be their people who might get out of bed on Saturday now and actually go. And you know, six weeks ago I was saying that they were the people who won't get out of bed because Labor were going to govern alone. Whereas now I actually think that it's probably most many people would accept that Labor's not going to get there by themselves. And now. I actually you think reckon? Gives the, well, I don't think that. Well, he'll write it in an envelope and find out. I'm probably less sure about that than I was through the whole campaign this week. I'm starting yeah, to doubt I, myself. I, I'm looking back to history and thinking... Because of the wasted vote. Because there's going to yeah, be a chunk of wasted I, vote I'm there, thinking, right? is Jacinda Ardern as, as popular as a 2014 John Key? And yeah. I think you'd have to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. He got 47% twice. So he got 47% in 2014. Is she good for that? I reckon she probably is. So, but there is a bigger wasted vote this time, which well, would make it easier for her. Yes, I mean forty-seven. I mean, she might get sixty. They might get sixty seats. It'd be around the around yeah. the cusp. I yeah. mean, and 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 you've got to watch for for the special votes. You know, there was four hundred and fifty thousand special yeah. votes last time. So they they really yeah. do. Roll I think in. it could change if the Greens are close to five tonight. Then I could imagine. I know I've said this before, you multiple mean on times the on the poll. Yeah. yeah. Then I I still reckon you could get a lot of centre left voters going. Okay. I'll go and vote green, and and yeah, Labor's vote might come down. I mean. Labor could. It's a bit like that. Um, that two percent that David Farrow talked about, and then it came out. You know, the, you could actually see a two, a one or two percent move. I reckon the last week as people start to think strategically. And when Guy and talks about the special votes, you've also got a lot of people who have come home, so they won't be part of the special votes anymore. Yeah. Who may have been overseas, but there'll also be all those people who are offshore and are more engaged in what ha- yeah. is happening in New Zealand because potentially they might see themselves heading back here. And um, we'll have been right, reading things like the New York Times and the Guardian who've yeah. been all over Jacinda Ardern yeah. saying, do, saying how great New Zealand has has handled the the COVID crisis compared to the rest of the world, so that probably is going I also to... know the Māori vote, that there has been a lot of strategic vote with vote candidate, and then a, a lot of people are actually um, sending their vote to the Greens, so that's, that's which is different from... Party voting Green party and Māori, Green. Pa- Māori candidate. Māori yeah. candidate. And they've, a, they've asked only for candidate votes. Yeah. Hey, give me one seat each that you think you'll be most wa- closely watching on the night. One seat you're interested in. Well, Wairiki for me. Yeah. Yeah, Wairiki, um, because it could be a trigger seat and it could have the Māori Party back uh, in in Parliament. I think that would be... I mean, Auckland Central's interesting, but um, I don't think it's going to play the role that one of the Māori seats yeah. would be. I mean, it's possible the Māori Party could, could win that. Possible they could and even I, win... People in Labour, I think, are a little bit anxious now this week. They are a little bit anxious now about Tamaki. Um, there's certainly yeah. been some conversation, phone calls made this week and and, and a little bit worry about whether Penny is completely safe. Yeah, I think um, John Tamahiri has made a real um, big push. So Wairiki, yes, I'd watch that. I'm watching Auckland just out of interest because that race has gone hot, cold and hot again. Um, Tamaki Makoto, and I will be interested in some of those seats that are marginal, that Nationals um, holding, like Hutt South and um, Northcote, just yeah. to see what direction they're headed. I think I more than those ones, the Wairarapa, East Coast yep. and Whanganui yes. are all, and that's interesting for me because Labour has, be- Labour has become this urban party in the past couple of elections, and if Labour can get back out in some of those regional seats, it'll be interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, because you know that clock that you made noise at the beginning, oh the tickety-tock. Okay. Favourite policy, everybody? Oh, favourite policy? Do I one? Well. Or least favourite policy, or anything? It was on the list, come on. 
Was it? I didn't read uh, that. Uh, public <laughs> holiday, Matariki, do you remember that? That's yeah. like two years Gosh, ago. that's miles ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like Matariki. Um, the other one, uh, and I don't know the details, I can't remember the details, but it was that um, infrastructure bank. Yeah, the infrastructure yeah, I like bank. Oh, I, like I always idea. like an infrastructure bank. I and I like the um, National Tech Policy bringing in the graduates, the grad school students, yeah. and trying to get National, those. In the early like... days of the campaign, had some quite sound policy mm-hmm. on yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Um, best line. Oh, oh. Best line for me, and I um, talk amongst yourselves while I get it right, was John, was John Tamahiri, right, at the News Hub um, yes. debate. What would they call them? They called them the power, the power brokers, brokers, right? Debate, yep. And John Tamahiri came out and said, referring to David Seymour, he says, he's a recipient of the house burning down. That's the National House, right? Judith Collins' uh, job is to save the furniture. What she doesn't understand is that David is out the back taking a lot of it out. I think it's a really good point. I think national strategy on the minor parties has been terrible. My, mine's David Seymour's line around the babies and the toddlers. It was mine too. Yeah, well, yeah my, I love the toddlers. Mine, the, mine, a lot of worried toddlers are coming to my to my speeches. My, mine's actually David yeah. Seymour too, but I think he hit the personal responsibility note a lot better than Judith Collins. He said something like, um, after Labor's paid for your kids' lunch and nationals brushed their teeth, what's left for parents to do? Um in reference to lunch in schools and nationals policy, I can't even remember. Was it a free toothbrush? Yeah, or free toothbrush. Free toothbrush. Yeah. You got a free um, toothbrush. And that was a nice line. Uh, it shows you the skill and dexterity he had compared to Judith Collins. I mean, mm. you know, pushing the personal responsibility thing, but doing it with, with with a bit of wit. Highlights and lowlights and winners and losers. Anybody, anybody, or anything. My, my low light. My low light w- would be. Winston Peters trying to suppress the even the statement and the New Zealand First Party trying to suppress even the statement that the SFO had charged two people with obtaining by deception and the ongoing efforts to suppress the names and keep from the public the connection, if any, One more between round court those on that defendants before. and the party. This may go to the Supreme Court, uh, to, to the Court of Appeal, Court of Appeal, but we're running out of runway. Yeah. Uh, I think my low light is just the fact the campaign went for so long in the end, that yeah. this election period was so long. Uh, and uh, nobody's fault, obviously, but uh, my highlight would have been probably the News Hub debate uh, in the middle because I think that gave us a, a, mm. at least an opportunity to have a challenging I- challenge of ideas. It gave a little bit of momentum to the campaign. I actually thought that that was probably my highlight. Yeah, cool. Campaign. Yeah, I'm, I'm more thinking of the low lights. Yeah, go for it. Kind of, there wasn't enough discussion about policies that really, really matter, like housing, about um, poverty and the future of the country. It turned, it, it's, it's a presidential race that we're mm. faced with here. Yep. And when you talked about nobody in the back row when Judith Collins was up talking, mm. we actually, who else have we heard from? Like you heard um, Grant Robertson at various points was was uh, played the role of the hatchet guy because yeah. obviously it doesn't fit with the brand of kindness for you to be bagging on the others. So and Goldsmith had a go on the other side. But... Yeah, Goldsmith had a go on the other side, but you really didn't see anyone else. No. You occasionally saw Chris Hipkins, um, and Goldsmith. Very occasionally. That's it. Where's yeah. Jerry Brownlee, who's the campaign manager? You, you didn't hear from anyone else, so it was largely a presidential campaign. I found Shane Retty. You saw Shane Retty, yeah. and he, he's probably the, the rising star of the campaign. He's the one who's probably had the best Rolled campaign. Rolled out to a certain advantage. Indeed. But he took his moment, didn't he?
Yeah, um, he did. Yeah. Key moment for me was probably um, back in the middle of March, frankly, when we went into lockdown for the first time. I think that's kind of defined oh. it from there, really, hasn't it? I've remembered my highlight. I'll go for I know it. what my highlight will be. Midnight Friday, when we're not allowed to talk about this anymore. <laughs> there you go. Well, you're not allowed to talk about it anymore now for today, because we've got to go. Um, Kakateano, listeners, thank you very much for listening. We do have another episode of um, Caucus next week, uh, next Thursday, after the election. We'll talk about coalitions, how negotiations are going at that point. Um, you can listen to us on Google, on Spotify, on um, Apple Podcasts, of course, on the RNZ website. You can watch us on YouTube. Thousands, again, biggest viewing of all last week. Um, so thanks for those people who are watching us. Um, we will fill out our forms and give them to Lisa. No, give them to you. You're okay. the man in charge. Oh God, okay. I'm not sure if I can handle the responsibility. I've signed the back of mine, so like a seal. (laughs) (laughs) Anything not mentioned in here is wasted vote, just so you know. I've only put the parties that I think are going to make it with their numbers. Join us on Saturday night um, live on RNZ where some of these guys will be hosting the whole blimmin' thing and telling you the results as they come in. We'll um, enjoy your company then. Thanks, everybody. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.